Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. I am so excited for the release of my new book, The Toxin Terminator, Finding Focus, Energy, and Renewed Health by Removing Hidden Toxins. If you want to get your hands on the book first, be part of my pre-launch campaign by going to my website, www.aimeecarlson.com. That's amycarlson.com and you can sign up so you'll get your copy for only 99 cents. And welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited because we're going to take the Toxin Terminator in a completely different realm. I have got what he has known as the dentist to the top Hollywood stars for the past 33 years. He's been featured on Oprah and CNN and Entertainment Tonight. He has been an expert, a dental expert on CBS, NBC, ABC, and The Doctors. He is the author of Anti-Aging Dentistry. And boy, I really want to talk about that one. And the founder of Luminix, is it Luminix? Luminix. Oral Essentials, the first non-toxin toxic whitening kit. We're going to learn today all about our mouth-body connection. He's going to talk to us about how we can protect our oral microbiome, how oral care is affecting our, uh, is affected by toxic ingredients and other products. And ladies, he's going to talk to you about how our oral care is affecting the wrinkles on our face. What? Sign me up for that. Dr. Karush Madahi, I am so glad you are here and sharing your brilliant wisdom with all of our audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You bet. So talk to us um, a little bit about the mouth-body connection. Um, Is the microbiome just one whole system or are are there different ones in our body? Okay, so let's start with the sort of a foundation okay. of what is a microbiome and where is it at and what does it do as a start point. Okay. Uh, so the, there's a lot of confusion and the confusion is that people are thinking that bacteria, all bacteria are bad and we got to get rid of them. So what people don't know is that there is about a hundred trillion bacteria in our body as opposed to 10 trillion human cells. So the the number of bacteria far exceeds the number of human cells, number one. So so in essence, we are bacteria, number one. Number two is that only 2% of the bacteria are harmful. 98% of the bacteria are there and they are performing vital functions in our body. So what are some of those vital functions? The easy ones that people know is digestion because bacteria is what is causing this whole digestion of food and absorption of nutrients. But more importantly, it produces vitamin K in our body. So what does vitamin K is an anticoagulation 
vitamin. So the reason why you don't bleed to death is because of bacteria in your body that are producing vitamin K. Our mood is also dependent upon the bacteria in our gut. The bacteria in our gut has a direct uh, correlation with the production or promotion of production of serotonin and dopamine in the brain. So that is our mood. If you're, if you're depressed, we're happy. It is also dependent on these two particular neurotransmitters that are going on. Biotin is produced by bacteria. So these are some of the functions, but more importantly, microbiome is the first line of defense of the body. First line of defense. So a lot of people constantly are talking about their immune system and how they need to boost their immune system. The first thing I say to them is immune system is important. Boosting immune system is important. But let's first make sure we're not destroying the first line of defense. So what is a microbiome? Microbiome are micro, microorganisms right. that live in or on our body. And their function really is to prevent infection and disease. That's what their, their role is in terms of a defense mechanism. Okay. So what is microbiome? They're on, on the skin. It's in our eyes, in our nose, in our ear, in the gut, in the birth canal, and in our mouth. Okay. Are all of these microbiomes the same? No. There, there are different strains of microbiome and bacteria that's within it that is different on each of these surfaces and in each of these areas. And they perform something somewhat differently, but as a whole, there are protecting, protective mechanisms. Okay. So let's take our skin. <clears throat> if you take our skin, we know our skin is full of pores. How do we know? That's where the sweat comes out. Mm-hmm. So if you have a skin that's full of pores, and there is a way through these pores things can get in, we should be getting sick all the time. Right. Why don't we? Why don't we? Right. There is an actual connection between the outside environment and inside your body through your skin. The reason why we're not constantly getting infections and problems is because of the microbiome on the skin. Okay. So when you go repeatedly use hand sanitizers, what you're doing, you're destroying all of these protective bacteria that's on your skin. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. You are destroying your first line of defense. So when we go and look at our eyes, our eyes are constantly exposed to all sorts of particles, pollutants in the air, as well as different microbes that could be airborne. How come we don't get eye infection all the time? It's because of the microbiome Mm -hmm. that is coating our eyes. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our ears. Now, we go to actually the most important part of your body, which is your mouth. Okay. So let's first dissect how does one get sick. In reality, you get sick if you have a cut on your hand and something is getting through the skin, through the cut. You get some sort of infection. 
Right. Okay. Right. The amount of times that you have cuts and things are going through your skin is very low. Right. The second part is you're breathing in something. Mm-hmm. And through breathing in, something gets into your lungs and then you're getting sick. The number of <clears throat> types of microorganisms that can make you sick through airborne still is very, very, very limited. Right, right. But where do most of them come in is through the mouth. Okay. So when they're constantly telling you, wash your hands, is because they know your hands is touching all sorts of areas and you're putting it in your mouth. Right, right. So your mouth is by far the greatest area of the opening where infection and type of diseases are entering in your body. Right, right. Right? So the the bacteria that causes the infection, the viruses that cause infection and disease, they're all mostly coming through the mouth. Right. And is that because of the the hand touching the mouth and and that type of thing? You know, hand touching the mouth and hand touching the food. Right. You eat a sandwich. Yes. Well, when you think about like our kids, I have 12 grandkids and, you know, they've got runny noses and you're constantly touching your children. And, and, you know, you think about all the surfaces that we touch money, you know, money. Absolutely. Money. Healthy. Right. So why aren't we sick, getting sick all the time? If this we're touching money, we're touching all these dirty services. Is the microbiome not inside the mouth? That's one of our protections, okay. right? So what are we doing with this microbiome? Now that we know where it is, now we know that the function is, what are we doing to it, okay? So I talked to you about the hand sanitizers is destroying the microbiome on your hands, on your skin. Okay. So when people ask me, they say, are you against hand sanitizers? I said, only under one condition, I am not against it. That is, you have no access to soap and water. Okay. So like a water. If you have access to soap and water, you should wash your hands with soap and water and do not use a hand sanitizer. Right. Now, this does not apply to hospitals and healthcare settings. Hospitals and healthcare settings where there is so much concentration of these types of problems, there it's okay to have it. But this is not on a regular day basis. Right. And is it because of the alcohol and the hand sanitizer that is killing the microbiome versus like soap and water, we're just getting the cleansing factor, right? Yeah, so the cleansing factor, yeah, absolutely. The alcohol is antiseptic, it kills it. Mm-hmm. And there were antimicrobial uh, components to soaps which have been now taken out. But right. anything that destroys it, destroys everything that's on your hand, I'm constantly against. The reason why soap has worked so well is because the soap is a lipid. The lipid encompasses, encapsulates the dirt and the viruses and the bacteria and is able to wash it away. Okay. It, it, this is all you need. This is yes. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't need to do anything else. Don't I have to go overboard with everything, right? Right. Which right. is because, because when you wash your hands with these anti the hand sanitizers, again, you touch your mouth again. 
and right. somehow it gets into your mouth. Yes. <laughs> somebody, somebody posted up a video. I don't mean to digress off of here, but it, it's a perfect example where they did a study. They put a, a substance on someone's hands that you couldn't physically see, but you, under a black light, you could. And they let and 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 then they let them do you know what they do for several hours, and they found it all over their face because that's what we do. Absolutely. It's yeah. absolutely true. And, and you know, to, to that extent, it's interesting. We recently did a study where we had uh, patients rinse with alcohol mouthwash mm. that has dyes, which is most of the mouthwashes have some sort of a dye in it. Right. And they have some sort of alcohol. I mean, they have alcohol, which is a denatured alcohol in it. So in this particular university study that we did, um, we took blood sample. 30 seconds after rinsing their mouth, rinsing and spitting, right? Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later, we took blood samples. Already there was alcohol and dye in the blood. I, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Um, you know, I think our bodies absorb everything. And so we have to, you know, there's good things that our body absorbs, but there's also a lot of bad. Uh, yeah, so a lot, lot of people thinking that because there's, they're rinsing and spitting it out, that's it. It doesn't get absorbed. It's absolutely not right. Well, isn't the mouth subglinally, isn't that the place where doctors will get medicine into your body super quick? So you think about your mouth, you're going to, it's going to very quickly get into the body. So that's a great study to show, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. That's so, so I have talked to so many people, even including people on podcasts and on shows. It's interesting you just said this because many people don't know this simple fact that you just mentioned. Doctors, when they want to quickly get something into your bloodstream, they tell you to put it under your tongue. <laughs> your mouth is the most vascularized area of your body as a result, is the highest rate of absorption than if you swallow the pill. So people that are having heart attack or having chest pain, the doctor says put two nitroglycerin pills underneath your tongue mm -hmm. because that way it absorbs into the blood system right away and starts to take effect. Right. Such, also things such as vitamin B12, they put it under the tongue. So this idea that just because you're washing your hands with sanitizers, that is not penetrating your body, or if you're using toxic ingredients in your mouth, that is in your mouthwash or your toothpaste, is not penetrating your body, is absolutely wrong. Right. It's absolutely wrong. Where do you stand on, I mean, because you talked about the hand sanitizer, and we know that triclosan has been taken out of our, you know, hand soaps, but I still see constantly antibacterial hand soap. Would that be a, that's a no-go for us too, right? We don't want to Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, so let's talk about antimicrobial ingredients. Okay. So antimicrobial ingredients, again, so there's Three things about micro, antimicrobial anti ingredients that was actually published in a final ruling by the FDA, okay, in 2016. When they compared antimicrobial soaps mm -hmm. to regular, regular soap, they did not see any statistical difference between washing your hands with soap and washing your hands with hand sanitizer. Number one. Number two, they found 
that antimicrobial ingredients, there was 13 of them on the top of the list was triclosan. Mm -hmm. They are endocrine disruptors. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of argument over this point for 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a point of argument. Right. The science has not shown that there is an endocrine disruption that happens with constant use of these antimicrobial ingredients. Right. Right. The third one, which I think is also very important, is that long-term use of antimicrobial ingredients leads to resistive bacteria. Mm, yes. So you start to look at superbugs. Mm-hmm. You start to look at the number of people that are dying due to the fact that there is no antibiotic there that, that can actually take care of that infection. And that number is increasing and it's going to tens of tens of thousands of people that are dying due to superbugs. This is a man-made problem. Right. This is not an animal problem. This is not a some other thing. Right. This is a man-made problem. Right. Over prescription of antibiotics and overuse of hand sanitizers and antimicrobial ingredients in our also toothpaste and mouthwash. Mm-hmm. And on top of it is the bacteria and antibiotic that is injected into the meat. This is a big problem. So our diet yes. is full of antibiotic as well. Yes. That's interesting that you bring this topic up because I learned this many, many years ago. I had a brother who's now passed, but he had an immune deficiency and his doctor, his immunologist used to describe what was happening to Jim was we can come after whatever virus or, or bacterial infection you have that with a with an antibiotic, but but the virus goes back and it morphs and it changes and it and it and attacks your body again, and and it became what happened is they just ran out of medications. There was nothing that could treat him anymore um, because they ran out. You know, science didn't have anything. Right. So. Just on this point alone, uh, there is a very, very interesting graph. Uh, I have just come out with another book called The Toxic Overload, which I talk about microbiome. It I just love it. Is, is gonna, it has just recently been um, published. It is on Amazon called The Toxic Overload. I will send you the uh, link of it to share with your listeners. But Perfect. in this particular book, I really get into the whole concept of the mouth-body connection, but more importantly, I get into the concept that you just spoke of, autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the graph of infectious disease since 1950s, to the daily use, So you see the rate of infectious disease drop dramatically over the years, and you see exact point, the rise of autoimmune disease, where it is now at its highest, similar to where infectious disease was prior to antibiotics. Okay. So we are starting to look more and more, what is the correlation between this rise of autoimmune and what we are doing on a consistent basis with the in 
discriminates destruction of bacteria. Oh yeah, I I would I'm I'm the toxin terminator. So I'm going to say it's our environment. It's everything that we're exposing our bodies to, whether it be absorbing, we're putting in the body. Um, are breathing in, we are getting so much exposure uh, today than we never had years and years ago. Yeah, so that's the exact point. So if you look at it and we want to just break down, so what are the products that is causing these types of problems? It starts with the hand sanitizers Mm -hmm. to the home cleaning um, products. Big one. Home cleaning problem. Prior to taking triclosan out of some of these products, 80% of the home cleaning products had triclosan in it. Right, right. So dishwasher soap, washing machine soap, they still have antibacterial ingredients in it. Mm -hmm. So you're getting exposed through all the different products you're using. On top of that, your daily regimen of mouthwash and toothpaste, the traditional ones, also, either it's killing bacteria or it has some sort of an antibacterial effect. So the product that you use every single day is the product that consistently is killing bacteria in your mouth and it's killing the good bacteria, right? And as I have told you, we have now studies that show that there is an absorption even though you're brushing your teeth with a toothpaste or rinsing your mouth with a mouthwash and spitting it out, it's still getting absorbed. Right. Okay? Right. Then the third part would be the diet. So the diet now is full of all sorts of toxic and antibiotic. And then you go even further, which is the pollution, which is the soil, which is the water. So the sources of your food are all becoming contaminated. Right, right. So this rise... Um, especially with those that are now um, even using more of these products on top of being exposed environmentally to these things is giving rise to all whole set of new types of problems that we're dealing with. Right. Well, the numbers today are six out of 10 adults have a chronic disease, six out of 10. And you, you know, today we're dealing with the coronavirus and and it's spreading so rapidly because, you know, 60% of our society has an underlying medical condition. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not healthy. We're not healthy. Yeah. So um, the, the main thing, what you are saying is 100% true and is 100% accurate. The question is, if we were to look at the root cause, what is the actual root cause? So the root causes normally within products boils down to very few ingredients that are being used on such a wide range basis. Right. So right. it's not like the situation is hopeless. It isn't. No. There are many different things that can be done on a very easy way so that you can actually um, limit the amount of toxic ingredients you are absorbing. Okay. Right? And that was part of my, the thing that I was writing in my book was how do you get a much healthier body within 30 days? What are the products you should have in your house? 
what type of foods you should eat, what type of things you should do in order to limit the amount of toxicity and antimicrobial and the microbiome destruction that's going on, okay? So the products becomes few ingredients that we gotta avoid, right? right? So we gotta make sure these toxic and antibacterial, antimicrobial, we should not use any product that is antimicrobial or okay. antibacterial. Okay. No product, zero. Right. Okay. The second part is going now with the diet. You gotta figure out a way, if you are not vegetarian and you're eating meat, to buy meat that doesn't have hormones and antibiotic. Right. Yes. And if you're dealing with vegetables, you got to move more and more toward organic types of vegetables. Right. Now, even organic food, to some extent, is getting exposed to pesticides because it is in the air, it is in the soil, is almost impossible. And pesticides are antimicrobial. Right. That's all they are. Right. That's all they are. Right. There's the mutation that's going on in the agriculture industry where all of these flies and bugs are mutating and becoming stronger and bigger is because of the pesticides right. that we're using. Right. So at some point, we have to figure out a different way around these things and not constantly expose ourselves to these types of things. So that's why bottled water, bottled water is important. Mm -hmm. That's why organic food is important. Mm -hmm. And that's why... Um, non-hormonal, no antibiotic in the meat, egg, chicken, all of these things is important. And then figuring out the products also at home, including the oral care products, which is uh, the ones that you're using constantly, multiple times a day. Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists, and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. Right, what, um, you're talking about uh, non-hormonal, you know, meat and organic fruit and vegetables, and you were talking about bottled water being a great source too, you know, to make sure that we have clean drinking water. But I would take that a step further because our skin is the largest organ and make sure that you're also protecting what you're bathing yourself in. Um, you know, Filtered water for the house, filtered water for drinking, absolutely. Yeah. The water is contaminated. You're absolutely yes. correct. 
Well, we've got, you know, lots and lots of contaminants in, in our water sources. So that's great. Now, what kind of products? And I, I probably butchered the name of the of the company. You have the you have some oral products that are non-toxic. And what what is the name of that brand? Okay, right. Yeah. So the name of the brand is Lumino Oral Essentials. Lumino. OK. Uh, yeah. So uh, the website is oralessentials.com. Um, so I want to give you a little bit of a history about the product and why I started to create these products. I had no um, sort of a burning desire or passion to create consumer products. You've got to be out of your mind that want to do that. <laughs> right. Right? It is so difficult. You're going against multi-billion dollar international companies and to be able to get the word out is so expensive. Yes. But what happened is I have had the luxury of being a dentist for 33 years. Mm -hmm. I have also had the luxury of dealing with the most demanding people on earth in Beverly Hills. <laughs> so I had to figure out a way to be able to deal with multiple different oral conditions constantly. Right. So I'm going to take one that's the most prevalent, bleeding gums gum disease, mm -hmm. right? So when we're talking about mouth-body connection, where there is no uh, doubt about the research is that there is a certain correlation between gum disease, heart disease, mm -hmm. diabetes, colorectal cancer, lung cancer, Alzheimer, and also early birth um, pregnancies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this correlation is there, but the question is, how is this correlation? Why is it like that? What's going on? Right. And I want to simplify this for you because it's, this has been a 20-year journey. Okay. So much research. So with our company, I have done 51 clinical studies. Okay. This is how passionate I am about the true science mm -hmm. and not really having some preconceived notion of what something should look, uh, what the results should be right. and trying to make the results that way. What we are dealing with in terms of a bleeding gum, that means there is inflammation going on. That's all it simply means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there is gum and bone destruction is where you have gum disease. Right. So when the bone and gum destruction takes place, you now have chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. So in a chronic inflammation, the easiest place for you to have chronic inflammation is your mouth. Right. Easier than any other place in your body. It's the easiest place to have chronic inflammation. So in the presence of chronic inflammation, what starts to happen is the inflammatory markers in your mouth go up. Right. These bacteria that are in your mouth, you either can swallow them that can go into your stomach or because of these bleeding gums, they can get into your bloodstream and go to different organs of your body. And also the anti-inflammatory uh, markers can also spread throughout the body. Right, right. That so you have a source where absorption is high. Yeah. There's constant bleeding. So there is constantly 
all sorts of things are getting into your blood system mm -hmm. and it's spreading throughout your body. So that's where the connection is. So I wanted to first figure out a way how to handle this inflammation. Okay. So I want to get rid of one of the misconceptions about gum disease. So many people think gum disease is related to age. It has nothing to do with age. Okay. This is not an age-based type of a disease. Why is that? Is in order for you to have gum disease, you have to have first gingivitis, which is just inflammation. Right, right. Inflammation, we know, is reversible. So proper oral hygiene, proper oral care products, and proper professional cleaning, you can minimize the inflammation. We know that, and you can get rid of gingivitis. Right. So if you can get rid of gingivitis, you should never have gum disease. Right. So that's the concept. Right. So what we have to concentrate on is inflammation. So I started to look into how can I create a product that would be, first of all, certified non-toxic, right? Mm -hmm. But on top of it, we would be able to handle the inflammation that's going on in your mouth because that was the always the issue that I was running into with my patients. Right, right. And, and then I started to research, I, I, along with my co-founder, Dr. Nozari, who is a well-renowned researcher in the world, who was also the chairman of the gum surgery department at USC for 17 years. And he started to tell me the benefits of salt and mm -hmm. the research studies he had done on salt. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, just like everything else, man-made salt is what is not good for you. Right, right. So the table salt is the one that has 98% salt and 2% mineral that causes high blood pressure and all of these different things. Right. If we go to sea salt, you have 80% salt, 20% mineral, it doesn't kill the bacteria, but what it does, it stops the growth of bacteria. That's why hundreds of years ago, when there was no refrigeration, they would just put sea salt on their food to preserve it, and they would travel with it. Nice. But the table salt, it dehydrates, it kills, it changes the flora and all of these things. This is not what we want. Okay. Then I started to look in even more salts, Himalayan salt. Right. Has 40% mineral and 60% salt. But I came across the most magical salt, which is dead sea salt. Okay. Dead sea salt has 86% minerals and 14% salt. So a lot of people go to Jordan and Israel and go into the Dead Sea to get the benefit of this salt for all sorts of skin problems. Sure, sure. And th there is so many health benefits to this. So I made that the signature ingredient of all my products. I love so it. So there's dead sea salt in it. I Unfortunately, love it. dead sea salt is the worst tasting salt <laughs> in the world. So I had to figure out a way that people could actually tolerate Sure. Rinsing their mouth and using these products. Then I started to look at what other ingredients are there that are actually good for you. Right. There are certain type of essential oils, 
such mm-hmm. as the the mints mm-hmm. in terms of the green, winter green mint, peppermint, um, and then in terms of uh, clove mm-hmm. and basil for bad breath. So I got the oil, not extracts. Mm-hmm. The actual oil is what is effective. The extracts are not effective. And then I combined that with xylitol, mm-hmm. which is the alcohol sugar that the cavity-causing bacteria cannot process. And I also, what I did was I added organic aloe vera, which has a soothing effect in the mouth. Yeah. And that was my first mouthwash that I used for my patients to be able to control inflammation and bleeding. And then we went from there, I went into whitening products, not using hydrogen peroxide because hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. is the one that irritates your gums, destroys sorry about that. That's okay. Destroys your enamel, uh, destroys your enamel, and um, also as you use it more and more, your teeth become more and more sensitive. So yeah. instead of using the hydrogen peroxide, I combined coconut oil, sage oil, lemon peel oil. I added it uh, and I added it to the original formula with the dead sea salt and everything else. And we created a whitening product. And then for people that had sensitive teeth, we increased the amounts of dead sea salt to have a mineral coating um, on the teeth to decrease sensitivity. And then for people that are suffering from dry mouth, which are people that either have allergies, mouth breathers, deviated septum, but more importantly, as you mentioned, there's so many people with some sort of a chronic condition that are on some sort of medication. So anybody who takes even antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication on top of blood pressure pills, uh, diabetic medications, heart medications, all of those, there's a side effect to all this medication that causes dry mouth, xerostomia. Right. And the dry mouth, what happens is that the saliva, when it's not there, the cavity-causing bacteria is shot up. Right. And you start to get uncontrolled cavities in your mouth. Right. these are all the different conditions that there are. And I created product for each of them. We made sure they're all certified non-toxic. All the certification is both by a U- European government uh, lab, mm-hmm. which is called Lenny Lab, and also by Made Safe in the United States. Nice. And then on top of that, we went head to head, did independent university studies, on my product, each of these categories of products against the gold standards in dentistry. So for whitening was Crest, for sensitivity was Sensodyne, for dry mouth was Biotin, and for people that had inflammation or gum disease was Peridex. Mm -hmm. And then we showed in this independent university studies that all of these products function and perform as well as the leading brand without the toxicity, and without any harsh ingredients. I love that. And then on top of that, then I went to make sure none of these uh, products kill any bacteria, but what they do instead, they neutralize the toxin of the the harmful bacteria. This is the holy grail. That's what has taken me the longest period of time to actually prove. Everything that I'm telling you and all of these studies 
are on oralessentials.com slash studies. All of the studies that I'm talking to you about, they're all there for people to look at. Nice. Now, what about, um, for, for instance, myself, I, when I switched to more natural oral care products, I stopped getting canker sores in my mouth. I used to get, I mean, a lot of them, but I can still get them outside my mouth. So what do you think is the contributing factor for that? Or what, what, what would I need to do to change that? Okay, so the reason some of the cold sores that you were getting inside the mouth most likely had to do with the SLS that was in, inside the toothpaste. Sodium lauryl so sulfate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the sodium lauryl sulfate, one of the things it is a constant irritation of the gum right. and stress on the gums. Right. The reason why you're still getting them outside um, and your lips and everything. At the end of the day, this is a form of a herpes virus. Mm-hmm. The virus goes dormant and becomes active. Okay. And you, you, you have to first think about what does make this, um, what happens that the virus goes from dormant to an active state. Most yeah. likely it would be stress. Stress and sun. Yeah. So sun is another thing, right? Uh, so um, then you start, you have to figure out what, what to do about that because that's a function of the virus itself. Okay. So, and there's no way to, to, I mean, my overall question is there's no way to like kill off the virus, period. Uh, Yeah, you you cannot kill off the virus, but you can um, control how it starts to affect your body and its active state. So again, all of these mouthwashes that we're using and the toothpaste that that the products I'm using is because of the dead sea salt itself. It acts as a preventative inside your mouth, but outside of your mouth, again, unless you want to be on antiviral therapy for the rest of your life, no. it's very difficult to control it. So it's best to know what are the triggers right. and avoid the triggers. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the answer on that because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, uh, yeah. you know, that's experiencing that. So, oh my gosh, we've learned so much so far uh, with the microbiome. What I want to ask uh, about the microbiome, we talked about what not to do, you know, what, what products not to use. And then we've talked a lot about your um, uh, luminal oral essentials, which are going to be fantastic products. But are there other things that we can do to really help keep the balance in our microbiome healthy that you would recommend? Yes. Yeah. So uh, there is one of the best organizations that I have come across is called Made Safe. Okay. So when you look at when you look at a, a cycle of something, you can't only look at the cycle from the standpoint what is going inside your body. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying this is, let's say you use a product like a mouthwash that is antibacterial. Mm-hmm. You swish with it and then you rinse with it, and then you spit it. Once you spit, that antimicrobial ingredient goes through the pipes to the sewer lines and everything and goes into the ocean. It affects the marine life. Right. And then you start to have that same marine life, and you eat it now. 
Right. So now this is the cycle that we want to prevent because this goes round and round. And you can't just say, I don't care about the ocean because you're eating off of what's in the ocean. Right. 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 So the one organization that I have come across that's completely scientific based and they're looking at every single ingredient and its entirety of cycle, including the marine life, is made safe. Okay. On the made safe site, there is a list of products that you can use from makeup to soaps to, uh, to cleaning products to all sorts of things that they have been tested and they have been approved to, to be used in a way that it does not disrupt any point of the cycle, be it you, the environment, ocean, anything else. Okay. That's that's great to know because some people don't understand is that not only do I, does our water source coming into our homes have the toxins, but we are also pushing it out into our environment as well. That's many, right. many of our water sources, we can find pharmaceuticals in now because of, you know, people flushing down, uh, you know, old pharmaceuticals are just not Absolutely. disposing of them properly. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, instead of just um, constantly arguing on the point, why is the water contaminated? We have to also look at how are we contaminating the water? Exactly. So I'm going to also give you a, a very interesting uh, tidbit with regards to water contamination. Okay. A large portion of the mercury that is in the ocean comes from the dental offices. Mm. using mercury fillings mm -hmm. and then the, that mercury gets into the ocean through the dental offices all around the world. Right. So one of the things that I did, I don't use any mercury in my office, but I drill out the mercury from uh, patients' mouths. So that mercury still can get into the whole ocean as well. So right. what we have done is we have bought Oops, we, we got froze up here. That's filtered into the ocean. Then there is a biohazard company that takes out that filter every month and changes it. Okay, so we, we kind of hooked up there for yeah. just a second. It froze up. You want to repeat that again about sure. the mercury fillings and, and what you're doing with the mercury that you're removing? Right, so I don't use mercury myself. Right. But when I'm drilling on the mercury, that mercury is still getting into the water system. Right. And it's going into the ocean, right? So one of the things that we have done is we have bought a special filter, and I've had it now for more than 25 years um, in, my, um, in my office, where it collects all of the mercury particles, and it doesn't allow it to go into the ocean. And then there's a company, it's a biohazard company, mm -hmm. that gets that filter, picks up the filter every single month. So we have to start thinking right. also, what is our role in contributing to the pollution that's either in the air or is in the water by the things we are doing? Yeah. Everything you're flushing down the toilet, everything you're flushing, uh, you're uh, putting in the sink, ends up in the, in the ocean anyway. So we have to be careful with it. Right. That, that's such a good tip. I, I just had um, the last mercury filling removed um, out of my mouth here this winter while I was down in Arizona. And let me tell you, I wish I would have taken a picture because 
I was in a whole biohazard suit. You know, it was just incredible to me the the protection that has to be done in order to remove that. And then to think about they're doing this to protect me and them, you know, while they're removing this. What has this been doing to my body all this yeah. all these years that it's been in my mouth? Right. So there's a lot of controversy again about this thing and this controversy has led to ADA not opposing mercury fillings. Right. All I can say is that um, where I started to become suspicious over mercury fillings, interestingly enough, was the De Department of Human and Health Services asked dental offices, what do you do with your excess mercury fillings? Mm -hmm. and, I, and we were starting to wonder why. They said, this is a toxic product you have to keep it underwater you cannot flush it you cannot just throw it down the drain and i was wondering oh my god if the department of health and human services is so concerned about these mercury particles why are we then putting it in people's mouths that's how i started to stop using it right because there is conflicting types of behavior even within different de departmental agencies that are talking about how toxic these ingredients are, right. but yet there is an aspect of it that the governing body is saying still not toxic, and then dentists are continuing to put 900,000 uh, mercury fillings per year in people's mouths. So if the Health and Human Services is worried about it, why use it at all? Exactly. That's the simplicity of it. Exactly. And that that leads me, and, and I'll, I will shut up, I promise, after this point, but there, it's really confusing for most of us um, who don't have the science background that, you know, we want to think that if it's sold in a store, it's safe for us. If the government says you can use it, it's safe for us. And anybody who's gone down the rabbit hole like I have, we know that's far from the truth. But then what source do you go to that's going to give you the valid information uh, and that's that's can be the trouble and I hear it over and over again from people as who do I trust who you right. know where do I go to get good information right so I, I and this is a very very valid point you know in my book I refer to something called the keyhole syndrome keyhole okay. syndrome the keyhole syndrome is a concept that you look through a keyhole and you think there's that is all there is to the whole entire picture right. unfortunately today we are all looking at everything through a keyhole we're not looking at it through the entirety of its picture so if you ask me why is it when i tell people that um i have created the first and only certified non-toxic oral care line in the world, they, they think I'm lying. They say, how is that possible? <laughs> how could Crest and Colgate and um, uh, all of these other brands have anything that would be bad or toxic for me? Mm -hmm. And the simplicity of it, the simplicity of it is that why is there artificial coloring in all of these mouthwashes? Right. Just this just this one single simple point right. that artificial coloring in itself there is some toxicity so how different companies get away with 
and get around toxicity, they do short-term studies. And in short-term studies, a lot of times you cannot see any sort of a toxicity on the body. The issue that we are facing is a long-term mm-hmm. of the accumulation of toxin within the body. Right. So our body is able to flush out certain amount of toxins through the liver, kidney, and all of these things. So it is not just a little bit, and it's not short-term. It's the long-term effect. Oh, yeah. And the long-term effects is what is missing in the, in the research. Right. And it's been very yes. difficult to get to. So they can, all sorts of companies can prove non-toxicity in the sense that is not harming the body, right? Right. And get away with putting all sorts of ingredients right. in it. Right. But again, you cannot also force uh, companies to do 30-year studies before they actually come out with a product. This is part of the problem. I, I'm just trying to explain part yes. of the problem. That's yes. part of the problem, right? It is. So um, people have also asked me, what do you think about probiotics? Okay. So again, the question is, I'm against probiotics for the mouth. I am not against probiotics for the gut. But what I would tell people, instead of trying to consistently try to find some sort of a pill or something else that's been man-made, why don't we concentrate on what people actually depend on, on cultures, what they have depended on in terms of probiotic, unprocessed cheese. Mm-hmm. Cheese in, in all of these European countries, this is the most natural probiotic you can get. Yogurt is probiotic. Why do you need some sort of pills or anything? Right. You don't need it actually, right? Right. So we, we have to rely on the food source rather than pills. Exactly. So that, So that's, again, another aspect of the book. So people start to look at turmeric, again, this keyhole, keyhole idea. Turmeric is anti-inflammatory. As a result, they're taking turmeric pills. Turmeric pills, number one, the amount of turmeric you need, it's high levels in order for you to get that anti-inflammatory. And secondly, in a pill form, their rate of absorption is so low that you cannot get that anti-inflammatory effect. Right. Now, let's look at cultures. Look at the culture of India. They use turmeric in everything that they cook with. Mm-hmm. It's constantly, they are exposed to the turmeric on a daily basis within food source. Right, right. That's where you get absorption. Right. That's how it's, it was made. Yeah. Um, so uh, even in terms of my, I think my own childhood experience is also interesting. Um, I'm originally from Iran mm-hmm. and um, I came here when I was 13 years old, but all throughout uh, the time that I was in Iran, I never had dried almonds and dried uh, walnut. Every time I ate it, it was soaked almonds and soak walnuts. You would buy it soaked, and, and then you buy a little bit, and you consume it. And there were all sorts of places that would sell the soaked almonds and soaked walnuts. When I started to study as to why, interestingly enough, there's a sprouting effect 
that if you soak walnut, almonds, rice, lentil, beans for 24 hours in water, there's a gas that gets produced that goes out of it that's healthy for you to have it without this gas, number one. Number two, the skin of the walnut and the skin of the um, almond is not good for you. So when it's soaked, you can take it off easily. That's the most nutritious aspect of those types of nuts. Interesting. You see, just, just the soaking. Culturally, this was there. Right. This is what they were doing. We now, because we want to feed millions of people, we've gone to dried almonds, and we've forgotten about all the nutritious effects of sprouting these type of things. Right, right. I love and, that. And then you end up with bloating and all sorts of other issues because the sprouting has gone away. Rice, I would, we would never make rice unless it was soaked in water for 24 right. hours. Yeah. But now we don't do that anymore. Yeah. So this is what we've got to go back to. We've got to go back to getting on vitamins, getting on nutrition through proper food. Right. We proper vegetables. Not be dependent upon pills to replace the vegetables and the food source. On top of it, again, going back to being active. Mm -hmm. So activity of the body has a lot to do with your metabolic rate. Your metabolic rate has a lot to do with your amount of weight gain. Mm -hmm. Your weight gain has a lot to do with blood pressure, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Right. So you have to look at it not just through a keyhole. You have to look at it all around to see you have to have a healthy lifestyle that includes exercise, mm -hmm. includes eating proper food, mm -hmm. right? and includes using correct products. Right. I love that. that that's my message through and, and through and through. And I like how you, I think in our society today, we've, we've taken the convenience factor too far. Um, we, you know, we want that quick, easy fix. We've got, we've gotten into a society that wants, wants everything to happen overnight. We want a pill to fix all of our ills and it's yeah. just not, uh, it's not healthy for us in any way. And what I'm finding is I actually find eating healthier to be the easier way than yeah. the other way, um, you know, over time for myself. So yeah, I, I think the two simple things in terms of eating healthy also is the amount of processed sugar yeah. and also processed food. Yes. So the processed food is eating rubber. It has no nutrition, nutritional value. And the processed sugar is leading to obesity, leading to more cavities, mm -hmm. and leading to all sorts of other problems as a result of the processed sugar has gotten into all sorts of different things that we're eating now. Yeah. It's a, so again, this is part of what we have to do in order to really take care of ourselves. Absolutely. So let's, uh, our, our final thoughts, Dr. Madahi, what do you want to leave the, the listeners with? First of all, let's make sure that we run down how our listeners can get a hold of you, how they can get their hands on your books and your products. Let's make sure we get that covered. Yeah. 
Okay, so the book is called The Toxic Overload by Dr. Medahi. It's on Amazon. It's in a Kindle form and in the book form. Okay. My products, um, there are, there's a store locator. We are in about 2,000 Walgreens, different Whole Foods in different regions. And so there's a store locator on oralessentials.com. They can see which store or they could order it online okay. also on our website or on Amazon. And in terms of getting in touch with me, Dr. Medahi, Dr. Medahi at oralessentials.com. So I'll send you all of the different um, links so people would have it. That's wonderful. And any final thoughts for the listeners yeah. to wrap it up? Yeah, I, I, I think the final thought would be this. Um, I mean, we are living right now in a, in a pandemic, mm -hmm. in a very extraordinary time mm -hmm. and um, a crisis. And I, I've been on so many different shows talking about this point. Mm -hmm. And people are scared, they're anxious, they're worried. And when they ask me, what do you think about what's happening today? I continually tell them this is the best thing that actually could have happened to us. Mm -hmm. The reason being is that this is not the black plague that took over the entirety of Europe and killed millions of people. Mm -hmm. This is a serious problem. It kills, but it doesn't kill at the same rate as certain other diseases. Right. We have to keep that in mind. But what is important, what we have found out is we are ill-prepared for any type of pandemic. And the ill-prepared means different things. One is how to contain a pandemic at its original source. Mm -hmm. We have to have better ways of controlling those areas at an initial inception. Mm -hmm. The second part is travel how it has to be restricted at an early point to make sure that doesn't spread throughout the world. Right. The third part is each country being able to have enough protective gear in order to handle what is going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. So our supplies of basic protective gears was not there. Right. Our ventilators were not there. Hospitals were not accounting for anything like this was happening. The government was not expecting anything like this happening. And the healthcare system gets overly taxed. Some of the things that I'm telling you is a tip of the iceberg because we're living still in the United States. In the United States, even though we have had the highest rates of infection, and highest rate of death than any place else in the world. Per capita basis, we have done so much better than so many other countries. Mm -hmm. Most of these other countries do not have proper healthcare system. Mm -hmm. They do not have proper hospital system, and they do not have proper testing system. Mm -hmm. We are living in a connected world. Right. We are affected by the weakest link in the chain. We can't just think because of what's happening in the United States, something in Africa, something in India, or something in China, or something in Europe cannot affect us. 
Of course it can. Right. Of course it can. We have to have a global view of how do we make sure our the basic issues, clean running water, mm-hmm. proper hygiene, mm-hmm. and proper um, basic health systems are everywhere. Otherwise, one way or another, we're going to be affected. We will get through this. Mm-hmm. We, will be, we will do better as a society as a result of this. We will do better as a country as a result of this. And worldwide, we will do better as a result of this. This was a, a tremendous shock. Mm-hmm. And we will learn our lessons. We will get through it. But the first thing we have to first do is also make sure we're not destroying our own first line of defense, which is our the God-given microbiome that's protecting us everywhere in our body. That was a perfect way to end this episode, Dr. Madahi. I so appreciate your insight. Um, and all, oh my gosh, I took so many notes. There's so much uh, wisdom that you shared with us. We so appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Amy, I want to thank you for everything you do. You guys are the forward thinking people that are bringing light and knowledge into society. I really appreciate everything you do on a daily basis. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.